Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. We encourage you to share your story with us at info at Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video, or go online to fellowshipgj.com, or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can use your fellowship profile on the Church Center app. This will help us to continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. Church, we're so excited that you're here to worship with us this morning. Hey, if you would stand with us while we worship, is there anybody that just needs like a perspective change? You feel like you've kind of been in a funk, and I don't know who hasn't been in a funk in the last couple of months, but I know that when I am, I need to remember. I have to remember the battles that God has already won. I have to remember his faithfulness. I have to remember his goodness. And I choose, I choose to thank him. I choose to rejoice. So will you join me this morning? Let's just give him thanks and praise for everything that he's done. Come on.
Well, church, isn't it awesome that our faith and our hope and our trust is in God? Isn't it incredible to think about the fact that we don't have to worry about what's going on around us. We don't have to worry about what's happening in culture, what's happening in, in government. All that stuff doesn't matter because our faith is in Him. Our hope is in Him. Our trust is in Him. He's the one that gives us our future. He's the one that already wrote the book. He's the one that already won the battle. And because of what Jesus did on the cross thousands of years ago, we have that faith and hope and trust. We know where we're going. We have a hope forever in heaven, right? That's what scripture says. No weapon formed against us will prosper. There's nothing that, that can, can come against us where the Lord will not do warfare on our behalf. That's how much he loves us. And I think at times, you know, we'll, we'll come to church, we'll sing about it, maybe we'll hear about it. Maybe in the morning, you know, we're having our devotion, our time with God, and we're reading about it, and we feel good then. We have the faith, we have the hope, we have the trust. But then we get out in the world, we go to work, we start getting surrounded by people that are just maybe don't believe the way we do or maybe are really negative or we turn on the radio too much or we turn on the TV too much and, and all that faith and hope and trust goes right out the window. We get stressed, we get worried, and things start to burden us and all of a sudden we get this weight upon us that wasn't there before. In those moments, turn the world off. Just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Faith, hope, trust. Let him take all those worries off of you. You know what? We, we can't fix anything. We, honestly, all of our stress, all of our worry, all of our anxiety, does it change anything? <laughs> no, it just makes us feel bad. So let me just pray a prayer over us that will help us in those moments. Lord, we do ask that when we do leave this place and we go into the world, we go back to work, and those feelings come up in us, those fears coming up in us, Lord, that you would remind us of who you are and how you are in control and how you've already won the war. You've wrote the end of the book. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would loosen us faith and hope and trust. Holy Spirit, loosen us faith and hope and trust. And bestow upon us your peace that passes all understanding. To a point, Lord, that people would look at us and go, what's different about you? And it'll give us an opportunity to tell them about you. Show your difference in us on a daily basis. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God is good, isn't he? Let's give him a praise offering because he so deserves it. Thank you, Lord, for how awesome you are. Guys, for those of you that are in the auditorium, go ahead and make your way back to your seats. Thank you guys so much for coming to Fellowship. If you are here uh, as a guest or a visitor this morning, we love to have a record of you being here. So before you leave, go by our information counter and fill out a visitor's card. Uh, when you do that, we will be giving you a call to invite you to a future guest reception that we'll have when we'll be able to come back here together. Uh, for those of you that are viewing with us online, if you're a first-time guest, just comment in the comments section below, first-time guest. We'd love to have a record of you visiting with us as well. But guys, Guys, 
other than that, make yourself at home. Uh, Fellowship Church is a great family to be a part of. Uh, when we talk about the ministries or the church here uh, at Fellowship, we're talking about us as people. And God has blessed us with such a great, great church. Well, we're going to continue to worship now with a giving of tithes and offerings. For those of you that are in the auditorium, we won't be able to pass the bu buckets. But what we have for you as you leave are the boxes uh, located in the lobby. So if you have an offering you'd like to drop off, you can do so here. Uh, best way to give for those of you that are at home is to use the Church Center app. Uh, most of you are uh, very uh, aware of the app and you're, you're using it a lot. If you don't have that app, make sure you download it off of the App Store. It's just called Church Center. Choose Fellowship Church. You'll see us come up for churches, local churches. And then you can set up your giving through that or you can still text give. Uh, you can still mail your tithes in or drop them off here during the week. But as you get ready to give this morning, let me pray a prayer of blessing over you. Lord, we love you and we recognize that you are in control. You're in control of all things. And Lord, it's just amazing to me to be able to, to see those that trust with their tithes and their offerings, what, what you're doing in this crisis time. Lord, the people that have, have, have talked to us about the fact that their, their finances are actually doing better. And it's because, Lord, we are giving in faith. We're giving to a God that is not affected by worldly economy. That's not affected by pandemics or, or recessions. Lord, your economy is based on you and you own all things anyway. And so it doesn't surprise us when we come into tough times as a country, how your people, your children are blessed. And we're blessed because we trust in you. And thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for taking care of us when it doesn't even make sense. Thank you, Lord, that, that our savings accounts are growing at a time when they shouldn't, Lord. That's just you. That's your economy. And that's what we want to put our faith in. So, Lord, we love you and we thank you so much. Thank you for this service. Thank you for what you did in the 9 o'clock, Lord. It is so incredible. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just manifest yourself in, a, in us right now, that you'd soften our hearts, that we'd be ready to uh, learn what you would want us to. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you as you give. We do have a lot of really cool things happening here at Fellowship coming up, especially here in the next couple of months. And here's a video to tell you a little bit more about them. Good morning, church family. We have so many exciting things that we'll be launching in the next several weeks. The first is our Life's Healing Choices class. It will be starting on August 9th and continuing on Sundays in between services. The class does require a book, so sign up in the Church Center app, pick up the materials in our bookstore, and we'll see you starting August 9th. Kids Church will be doing a crazy hair day on July 26th. Parents, do all your Pinterest and Insta research now so you'll be ready for a fun Sunday. 4640 will be hosting pool parties on August 5th. This will be for students who are entering 6th grade to 12th grade. All of the details and directions are located on the Church Center app. The cost is $5 and you can register right now. There will be two different party times, so coordinate with your friends and get signed up for one today. We have another Rooted class starting soon. 
This six-week course is a catalyst for change. This study provokes questions, conversations, and offers a comfortable group experience designed to give you a glimpse of your story within God's story. And whether you are new to church or you wanna just fill in some blanks about God or your faith, this is the course for you. The cost is just $20, and that will include everything that you need for the class, including snacks and coffee on your Sunday morning. This begins August 9th from 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m., and you'll be able to catch normal Sunday service at 11 o'clock. The last class that I'm gonna mention this morning is Signs. This course will begin on August 12th in the Worship Center. Pastor Tim will be bringing the word on what the Bible says about the end times and what's going on in current culture and events. I know when I very first started to study these things, I felt overwhelmed and almost fearful, but Pastor Tim highlights throughout scripture in a practical way what we are experiencing and what we're going to experience. It's something that we should be looking forward to and that Jesus is returning soon. We are so excited to be welcoming back Pastor Hooper this morning. I hope and pray that you are ready to receive what God has for you. Well, good morning. Oh, it's so good to see y'all in here. We're so glad each and every one of you are here. We're excited about that. We're excited about all you that are joining us from home, sitting there in your living room, drinking your coffee, eating your waffles, putting down a piece of bacon or two. Don't worry about us. We'll be fine. We'll get lunch in a little bit. Y'all be all right. We're glad you guys are here. Share the message, if you would, online with a family member or a friend. Uh, we have people that are watching this service from Florida, good friends of ours as well as Kentucky and Tennessee. Uh, got some people in Texas that are watching. That's awesome. I don't know that anybody from California is watching, and I really don't care. No, I'm kidding with you. I'm just joking. We got so many people from California watching as well. We're glad you guys are tuned in, and thank you for being here. Guys, our lead pastor started something in here about three weeks ago, a series that he brought concerning what happens when your heart is up under attack. And it's one that really ministered to me, and it's one that I began to listen to. I listened to it again and again, and then I began to study off of it and thinking to myself, was there ever a time when Jesus, our Lord and Savior, heart, his emotions, were up under attack? Now, the Bible says guard your heart above all else. Now listen, for it determines the course of your life. It determines the course of your life. Your heart, your thoughts that directly connect your emotions and your feelings. Had Jesus ever been underneath that kind of attack by the enemy on a personal level? Because we know that uh, if you have a good heart, uh, then you can be a good person. But it takes a good mind in order to live a good life. That's the connection. I know a lot of people that are good people, but they don't necessarily live a good life. You have to have the right thoughts, the right mind, in order to live a good life. Well, was Jesus' mind ever attacked by Satan? Well, we see in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1, here's the passage. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights he fasted, he became very hungry. 
During that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are, look at that, if, let me question your very being, your very purpose. Let me see if I can get you to question you. If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to a holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, if you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. And Jesus responded, the scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. And then next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said, I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scripture saith, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then, and this is my favorite part of the verse, then the devil went away. Isn't that what you want? Don't you want the devil to leave your house, leave your family, leave your marriage, leave your kids, leave your grown kids, and leave your future? Well, the Bible says that the devil went away and the angels came and took care of him. I want you to listen carefully to what I'm about to say. God has not changed his mind concerning this very short life and the way you're supposed to live it. When God said in Jeremiah chapter 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, they are plans to prosper you and not to harm you. They are plans to give you hope and to give you a future. That has not changed. When Jesus said in John chapter 10 and verse 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, he's always done it and he's still doing it today. But I have come that you might have life, an abundant life, and live it to the full. God has not changed his mind concerning the life that he wants you to live. He has not dispatched an angel with a new paragraph to be added to his word down here. A paragraph that reads, oh, now wait a minute, we're going to have to quarantine all of our miracles. We're going to have to disinfect everything in heaven. We can't send anything else down and all of my promises are on hold because of some virus. God didn't add that to his word, and he never will add that to his word because his promises for you today are still as true as they've ever been. And it is the enemy who comes against our minds to make us think and feel something different. Listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you with everything that is happening in the world, everything's happening on the planet, and the divisions divisions that are happening within our own United States. This too shall pass. Let me say it again. This too shall pass. Now, it might pass like a kidney stone, but it's going to pass. Everything in the history of mankind came to be over at one time, and this will too. What we need to make sure of is that we don't mess ourselves up during this very short season. How? By having an attitude that's not pleasing to our Heavenly Father. Well, for those of you that know me, you know that if you know me on a social level or if you're in my friend circle, you know that with me comes opinions. If you get me, you're going to get opinions. And those opinions are going to be loud, they're going to be frequent, and they're going to be accurate. 
At least that's my opinion, that my opinions are accurate. And I could argue it out by the fact that I'm a researcher, and I have been a researcher since the age of 17. If there's something I don't understand, I dive into it. I have, almost have an obsession to understand certain things that, that, that are going on or that people are saying. I will research, and I'll even research the researchers that I'm researching after. I want to make sure that I'm getting accurate information before I share an opinion. And boy, have I had opinions. I have said and complained and griped about so many things that are way outside of my character. I normally will try to bring a good attitude in the room, try to change the atmosphere to the better. But boy, I can easily these days get caught up into watching what people say or some things on the news or, and start thinking that common sense has just been thrown completely out the window. And I can start ranting and raging about these things and, and the government and the local government and, and the governor and man mandates and mask and no mask and I can I can go off on it and I had been I promise you I mean if you've been complaining I I beat you at it I'm good at it but about three and a half four weeks ago I looked around a room at a staff meeting and I realized that my ranting and my complaining and my griping were starting to melt the faces down of the people that were around me they were nice they were polite and they were respectful but I wasn't helping them as a leader, as an influencer, I looked around and realized that what I was doing was bringing the atmosphere down until everybody would jump on board with it, and then finally they'd just get quiet. And I realized that I'm not making this situation better, that we're playing by rules that we didn't set, and we also have to do certain things that we may not understand or we may not agree with. But we can't change them by complaining. The only thing we can do is mess up the atmosphere of that room, that home, that workplace, or that friendship by complaining and griping about things that we can't change. It just is what it is. And the real question is whether or not we're going to mess up ourselves by the things that are coming out of our mouth or the attitude that we're displaying within a room. You and I have this responsibility from God to be a part of his kingdom work, regardless of the season in which you and I are living in. And I had to decide that I was going to put myself on a 24-hour verbal lockdown. And I did it. I went home after that staff meeting, and I shut up for 24 hours. I quarantined, self-quarantined my own mouth for 20. It actually took 30 hours for me before things got better. And most of the time, I just sat on the back porch. Oh, Ann and I would say, hey, what do you want for dinner? That kind of, that's about it. But for 30 hours, most of it on the back porch at our house, I just sat and I listened. And I talked to God for a little bit about, I don't understand this. You called me to be a local church pastor. You told us that we're to build buildings and be able to facilitate all the people that were coming. And people were coming, 15 to 20 new families a week that were happening right before uh, the shutdown took place. And I talked to God about it, and I said, I don't get it. I don't understand. What is it you're up to, and, and, and what purpose do you want me to have in it? It's it just, everything's so weird now. What, what is it that you, you want me to do? And the thing that the Holy Spirit impressed upon my life is that don't, side, don't, don't put myself on the sidelines because of the words that are coming out of my mouth. Don't die on hills that are not worth dying on. Don't fight fights that are not worth fighting. 
to where all of a sudden at the end of the day, I have, I've, I've ruined a relationship with person, people over this or over that or, and, and making a big deal out of a no deal and treating people so unkindly and, and not responding the way that I should. Because the bigger issue to me is when this thing is all said and done, I want you to know me as a person that will step into your family's life and into your kid's life and share with them that Jesus Christ wants to be their Lord and Savior so that they can have a home forever in heaven because this isn't heaven and this isn't our home and we don't get to stay here. So I'm not dying on the hill of whether you want to wear a mask or you don't want to wear a mask because I believe that all mask wearers on this side of the hill and all non-mask wearers on this side of the hill, they're all going to die and they're all going to need a home forever in heaven. So I don't want to blow my opportunity to reach into their lives because when the mask wearing thing is over and done with and forgotten, whether or not you were a jerk through it or not will not be forgotten. So in my little verbal shutdown, my quarantine and my bad attitude, I decided that there are some hills that I am not going to die on. There are relationships that I am not going to destroy over something that is as less important as where a person is going to spend all of their eternity. Well, I have to look at Jesus not only as my Savior, but also as my example of how he wants me to deal with and work through these different things that come against us and these seasons that we go through that we may not understand and that make our life go from frustrated to angry to sad, back to frustrated. And men, women, I think you guys, you guys go from sad, you know, to, uh, to maybe crying or something like that, back to sad and, but, and, and frustrated. But we go from frustrated to mad to sad, back to frustrated to mad to sad, and it's over and over again. So I got to look at Jesus and watch his example and let him guide me through this and show me and lead me and coach me. And you and I, through how we can deal with uh, these attacks that come into our life, what are, the, what are the guidelines? What are the rules of engagement? Well, here's some observations that I see in this story. Observations number one, Jesus was not shocked by the enemy's attack. He wasn't shocked. Now, I was shocked, and the first time I read this story, I was shocked. Are you really devil stepping into the ring of the very Son of God? Do you not know who he is? Why don't you take on like Thomas or one of the other 12? Are you really going after Jesus? Is that what you're going to do? And the Bible says that when he went after Jesus, he did not go after him with a sword. He did not go after him with some big boulder or rock to try to sneak up on him. No, the enemy went after the very mind and the thought life of Jesus, trying to get him to question who he was, what he was here for what his purpose in life was. Now, now this, is, this is interesting because even though there's a meek, mild side of Jesus, a Jesus who was born in a manger, nothing dangerous or scary about that. A Jesus who was called the Lamb of God, nothing scary. He healed the sick. He would hold the hands of little children. Nothing real fierce or dangerous there. He fed people. He was a teacher. He would forgive people of their sins. But never forget that Jesus was also a warrior. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 15, verse 3, the Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. So you would think if the enemy was going to take on anybody, he would not take on Jesus. Because everything that exists, exists because Yahweh decided 
that it would exist. And there is no one greater than Yahweh. And I am shocked by the audacity of the devil to take on the Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus was not shocked. Second observation. Jesus went one-on-one against him without calling for backup. Now, the angels showed up after the fight was over. Did you notice that? Where were they? I mean, they knew what was going on with the Lord. They knew he was hungry. Why didn't they come to his rescue? No, no. They stayed out of the fight until the fight had been fought. Jesus could have called for Peter, James, and John to join him. He could have said, hey, you guys, we need to form a strategy. We need to talk it through. Matter of fact, you all meet me down at Starbucks and get me a tall latte with extra foam, put some caramel drizzle on it, and a cinnamon stir stick, and I'll be along shortly. We'll talk about this. We'll hash it out. We'll get a plan of attack. We'll strategize. No, he didn't. Jesus took the enemy on one-on-one by himself. Now, I love the ministries of our church. I love all the classes that are being taught. I love the small groups. I love the guys who get together and play golf, go out on motorcycle rides or Jeep trails and things like that. I love to hear you guys are going someplace and Bible study this and classes on this evening or whatever. We get together and we share. And what sometimes, you know, when somebody's going through something, they'll call somebody up, have a cup of coffee, and you'll hash out a plan. There's strategy that's given, bridge meeting that'll take place, all those things. And I love them all. But none of you are walking around my living room with me at 2 a.m. in the morning. None of you are fighting a fight with me when I'm all alone and my mind has been attacked by the enemy. And I'm not there for you either. When you have been put or being dragged into a pit of depression where there's an emotional downfall that you're going through and you're trying to dig yourself out of it, many times those battles are battles that you have to take on one-on-one with your Heavenly Father's help and the backing of His Word. There are times in the evening when you may not be sleeping and you have to tell your wife or tell your husband, listen, you, I'm good. Where are you going? I'm going out in the living room and I've got to do some spiritual warfare for our marriage. I've got to do some spiritual warfare for our family, for our home, for our economy, for my mind because the enemy's trying to tell me that my job is going to play out and I'm not taking it. And I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm good. I got this. You go ahead and sleep, baby. This is my battle, and I'm going to be okay. We're going to be okay. There are some of those battles you have to take on one-on-one just as our Lord did with the power and the presence of God's Word that he put in you. Here's another observation. Jesus was not provoking a fight, but the fight still came to him. He wasn't out there looking for it. Now, stay with me on this. I know that he was God's plan of redemption and his very existence on this planet provoke the enemy. I get that. But at this particular time, he wasn't turning over tables in the, at the temple gates. He wasn't uh, uh, casting 10,000 demons out of a man, having them go into a herd of swine and then into a river. He wasn't shining a light on God the Father by performing miracle after miracle after miracle. No. He was in a wilderness, and he was in that wilderness alone. He had shut down eating, and he was spending time with his heavenly Father. And for many of God's kids, I think that we think from time to time we can fly under the enemy's radar. But listen, born again, child of God, the enemy knows your name. He knows where you live. He knows where you work. And he knows where your kids go to school. And there is no flying under the radar. You don't have to antagonize him. He is still coming after you. And then here's my fourth observation. 
when the enemy came after Jesus with the boldness and the, and the audacity that he had, Jesus fought back. Did you hear that? Every time the enemy spoke to Jesus, Jesus spoke back. Every time the enemy said, this is what the Word of God, Jesus would correct him. No, 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 here's what the Word of God said. And the enemy would say something else, and Jesus would say something else. Jesus was never silent when the enemy tried to attack his mind, his emotions, or his futures, or his plans. Every time the enemy spoke, Jesus spoke back. And you want to know why? Because it is the one who has the last word who wins the fight. It is the one who has the last word in your mind that wins the mood over your mind for that day. And when the enemy has the last word, he controls your mood. But when you, through God's word, have the last word, you take over and control the mood. So if you want to win the fight, you have to fight back. And many of you, for the last few weeks, have had the enemy speak something into your mind that was not true, telling you your future wasn't good, your hopes and dreams are on hold, things are never going to turn out now because of this virus the way that you hoped it would, or you lost something that you will never get back again because you're too old or you're too weak or you're just flat out too exhausted to get it. And you let those words get into your mind, and you spoke, yes, to a friend, to a family member, to a coworker, you spoke to somebody else about what was said into your mind, more rehearsing it than anything. And a day passed, and a week passed, and a month has passed, and two months has passed, and you still have not spoken back to that enemy. Now, some of you, listen, if you are going to win, you are going to have to be better arguers. Now, some of you are excellent arguers. Some of you in this room and then watching right here, some of you could argue the hair off your dog all day long. Some of you are professional arguers, and you're probably also female. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just messing with you. Us men know how to argue paint off a wall. Let me tell you something. But, but you have to be good at that when it comes to the devil. You see, there are some things you don't have to be good at, and you can still live a good life. This isn't one of those things. When the enemy comes against your mind, you have to fight back. When the enemy starts telling you things aren't good and they're not going to be good and the things are going to get worse and this is going to stretch out forever, you're going to lose this and you're going to lose that, you just hang on to the arsenal that you already have in your, your existence. Then when the enemy's just going na 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 nan against your mind, you get, get all stoic. Act like you're not paying attention. And like a trump card in a card game, reach in your back pocket, pull it out, lay it down, bam, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things, boom, through Christ that gives me the strength. And my God's plans concerning me and concerning you have not changed because of a virus. We are bombarded with negativity. You can't turn on television. It's not the news, commercials between good programming We'll, 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 we'll hit you with this and hit you with And COVID-19 and the coronavirus and mask and no mask and mandates and this governor and that governor and these people upset with those people and dividing over here and dividing over there. I am so sick of it. Just let me eat my sandwich. 
But in God's word, he blesses his people. In God's word against all these things that are coming against your mind and coming against your emotions, he has his leaders speak blessings over you. And there is a particular blessing in Numbers chapter 4, verse 24 through 26, that God himself said that when my leaders speak this blessing over my people, I will perform this blessing over my people. You've had a lot of things spoken over you the last several days and weeks and months. I'll bet you could stand a blessing over your household, over your marriage, over your family, and over your mind. So we're going to end this service by having that blessing from Numbers chapter 4, Numbers chapter 6, verse 24, being spoken over you. And I want to ask you to receive it into your home, into your life, and allow it to change you. If you've been like me and guilty over being willing out of frustration and anger, if you've been willing to die on a hill that doesn't matter, be a part of God's kingdom work with your attitude, with your outlook. Put your mouth on a verbal lockdown if you need to. And come back in with an attitude of, God, what do you want from me? I want to be a major player in this very short season of whatever it is that you are doing. And I don't want to blow it with my mouth. So I'm receiving this blessing that's being sung over me this morning. My life, my marriage, my family, my job, my money. And as we sing this over you, I want to ask you to stand and receive it right here in the room and right there at home. Just stand up. Get up off your sofa, out of your lazy chair. Come in out of the kitchen and just stand right there in front of the television set and let these worship leaders sing this blessing from God over you. God said if it's spoken over you, God will perform it. That's the power that's in it. So church family, those of you around the country, receive this blessing. Receive it now.
word amen means so be it. So be that blessing over you and your family and your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Our Father God, we love you with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength. You're our God. You're our King. You're our Lord and Savior and our example. You created us to be warriors along with being your children. We have an enemy still doing what the enemy's always done. And we have you as our God who's still doing what you have always done. Blessing, protecting, giving us hope, plans, and a future. And it is in the powerful name of Jesus I pray that you would bless our people spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, emotionally, and relationally. Make their dreams come true. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you all for being here. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on a cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my Savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, please click on the first time link located in the description below the video. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week for our online services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m.